It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I don't know if you've noticed it. I have, or it could just be in my head that. Uh, my voice has changed. I, I feel like my voice has changed. Like recently? For the past two, past couple years. Because when I was, when I was on air doing terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. like how, like how you've been doing nonstop, I feel, I felt like my voice was different. Like I had a voice that sounded different, but then being away from it, I don't know if your vocal cords sort of just make this change where you're not talking like that anymore every day. And so now it's called, I think it's called like vocal fry. I feel like I have vocal fry where you hear like the, uh, yeah. like that vocal. I, I feel like my voice went more raspy. I could see that. Sometimes I actually want to pull up some old audio. I'd have to find it though, but I'd want to go like a few years back. And I feel like my tone has changed too. I mean, you got that. You got that good bass, bassy radio tone. Yeah. So, like, when I listen to the pot, our pot, when I listen to our episodes, like driving, I'm like envious because you you got that deep like radio voice, and I was like, I think I had that at one point, yeah, and it just went away. Yeah. And so you think that's more raspy. You think it went away because of the break that you had? I don't know. I can't call it. Or I don't know it just, if it's age or it just happens over time. Yeah. I, I so with. I mean, I'm just accepting it. But with that being said, just recently I got to be back on the radio. Yeah. Uh, I filled in for the night show on B95, which was the original station I was on when I moved to Fresno when I was a youngin. <laughs> and it made me really think about, you know, I'm filling in for the night show. There's people that have, have never heard me. There's kids mm-hmm. that have never heard me before because they weren't born yet. Yeah. And they're prob now they're probably old enough to like listen listen to B ninety five and they're like, Hey, who's this John Magic guy? <laughs> who's this new guy? Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that you've been here for years for doing years. it. Yeah. But it, it was fun. I had fun, but it, I just noticed my voice. Like, ah, uh, it's I feel like it's more raspier. What about have you gone back and listened to our old podcasts? Um, uh, yeah, I have. Probably sounds the sounds same the as same, now, right? Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. Ma- mainly just on the radio in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Can I like build it back up again? Where <laughs> vocal workouts? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but too bad I'm o- I was only filling it once. But the podcast helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. I'm, I'm. Maybe I need to like look for old tapes of mine and see if I did sound different. But who knows? I'm more like nasally now with all my allergies. Yeah, you sound nasally. Matter of fact, blow your nose before we get this thing started. Get me fired podcast, Jizzo, John Magic, and we are back. Um, we're we've we've always said this. We're not political. We don't really get into politics too much. But if you go back to some episodes during the Trump administration, and we we the got lockdown, pretty political yeah. then. <laughs> that was a uh, that was different times, man. I feel like we do have to. This is something that 
sometimes I feel like let's not talk about it. I don't want to get too like I don't even know what word I'm looking for because I don't want I don't want to say political because it's it's about like the gun debates mm-hmm. that because of what's been recently been happening with all these mass shootings and we've always stuck I, as long as, I, as I've known you we've always stuck to how we thought about this whole thing yeah we, we kind of just I've always been one that just has my own opinion rather than like a political side right now, obviously your opinion could fall on a political side um but yeah where are we going with well this? we're pretty much down the middle so this is base. This is. I don't want to get too in into deep into this topic, but this is all I'll say about the whole gun control issue. When they start talking about um, different ways to uh, prevent mass shootings, mm-hmm. so they start talking about mental health. They talk about getting ri- rid of guns, getting rid of just the semi-automatics, background checks, background all that stuff, checks, yeah. all these things. Th- you know what my opinion is. Everyone is right. <laughs> Every, you guys are all right. Let's let's try all of it. Yeah. But what I'm seeing is nothing. Yeah. So what ha- and it's unfortunate we say this, but do you remember a year or two ago we said another mass shooting is going to happen a couple of years from now. Yeah. And boom, a couple of years, 2022, we got more. So I think one thing that me and you have always said in in regards to mass shootings or people being racist and, you know, during that that during that George Floyd time and everything was like real ugly is there's always going to be bad evil people in the yep. world, but there are things that you can do to try to lessen that or help the situation. I get annoyed with some of the clapbacks. I get annoyed where people say Okay, get rid of guns. Well, guess what? The evil people are just going to get cars and they're going to run over mass people. You know what? There's no st- statistic that that has happened uh, multiple times. Yes, I know it, it's happened before. Or what I like to say is, okay, well, that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. You, you can literally say that for every, every issue. You Good can point. always point out another issue. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, you know, when people want to bring up, oh, but in other countries they do this or, 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 eat your food because in other countries they're starving or whatever. Like you could say that for anything. It's like, yeah, I get that. I mean, and I'm not denying that, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Good point. I mean, there it is. I don't even have to continue with that. Yeah. Just basically my whole stance on this is everyone is correct with their opinions. Everyone is right. So let's try to do a lot of this. Let's try to do all these things that you guys are saying. Don't just pick and choose. Let's do the mental health thing. Let's do the background checks. Let's get rid of assault rifles. All of it. Let's do all of it. So, <laughs> and it, then it also brought us to. Oh, well, did you have any more about the gun, whole gun no, debate? No. It, it brought us. It, we sat here talking about that, and it kind of made us think of the whole mental side of it, where people say a lot of these kids that are doing this got bullied. Yeah. And it kind of made us think wait like is if you ever got bullied in your life did it kind of change the trajectory of how you're living now and you kind of feel like maybe it did for you right yes because it made me think of going back to elementary school i was that kid that was outgoing not shy at all and to prove that we had like for example we had the the square dancing if you ever live back in the days when you were in elementary in my days elementary school you had to learn square dancing and they chose the best uh, uh six eight people to put on a show 
And I was one of the best. And I was proud of that. Like, and then when it was time for a school play, I was the first one to say, I want to be, I want to get a part. So would you say you were more of an extrovert? Maybe. Or just not so much an introvert? At yeah. Least not so. I, from what I remember, I enjoyed being on stage, singing, dancing. In front of dancing. people. Yeah, no didn't get fear. nervous. And then I think it, it happened in middle school. Well, we called it junior high. Yeah. Um, where I did get bullied. And I think that's more of my personality of I'm not that guy that fights back. I'm not going to fight back. Mm-hmm. I was just that kid that was kind of nerdy and like, I'll take it. You just, I'll take the abuse and that's it. I I remember in, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say his name because I, I, he's actually my friend on Facebook, but a certain guy in through junior high to even a little bit of high school, this guy would bully me and like call me, get, do all the fat jokes. Mm-hmm. I remember he would call me, uh, gordo, yeah. which is a uh, fat in, in Spanish. Spanish, he would call me that in front of the school. And this started in middle school. Yeah, in junior high, I remember a bus. It, it was like uh, we had. It was in a bus, mm-hmm. and that's the worst because everyone's in the bus. Just, mm-hmm. And he would just point me out and call me gordo. Yeah, and it was the same dude all the time. Him and then just like his friends. Yeah, and and I would just be like, <laughs> like okay, kind of laugh it off. And I and I'm wondering from that time on that's where like my shyness came in where i didn't want to be social at that time yeah and i kind of just went into a shell um and i mean of of course then there's times where you kind of want to get out of it and still do the things that you love yeah that's why i joined band i joined the sports teams now when you when you would get bullied was there anything ever physically done to you no there was never any fight stuff like that, okay. but just verbal abuse. Yeah, which is you know just that, just the same. But then I asked you, I was like, I wonder if that's why I'm such an introvert now. Yeah, I wonder if that has something to do with it. Because I mean, the, now it doesn't bother. I think about it, but it doesn't bother me that I was bullied. And you weren't bullied at all in grade school, so it really just started in that middle school, yeah, junior the, high. Yep, yep. And then ever since then, you felt a change in your personality. Like you didn't, you weren't so outgoing or you were a little bit more shelled, I guess. Yeah. And I guess doing this episode is kind of, kind of like, are we going to like find a path of like what gave me this anxiety? Like how do, why am I so shy? Why is it hard for me to like to talk to girls? And before I was so outgoing and I feel like now I'm not. I can see that being a reason it sort of maybe made you insecure and made you a little bit more sheltered and made you not want to step out and just do something because you're afraid to get you were going to get teased about it or made fun of because you were already getting that from people in middle school and and to your point like maybe that maybe that was something that that changed you and and now even though that you don't feel like you get bullied now but just now the core of you just can't help but to feel that anxiety or that that nervousness or that sweating or not wanting to be out in public in front of people when you're forced to or yeah there there might be something to that i also i'll say this i think what kind of saved me was joining band joining the sports i think that's important uh when you're growing up as a kid for me it was just i, I believe in the whole surround yourself 
with the people you want to be like. Yeah. I be- I totally believe in that. Because uh, the people that joined sports, sports for the most part, were all good people. Yeah. So um, I also think, I mean, I'm, I hope I'm not sounding like I'm tooting my own horn on this, but I'm just explaining to you because uh, I'm trying to, in my head, I'm trying to figure out like is why, why my life is how it is. Luckily, I was good at these things. Yeah. I was good in band. I was good in sports yeah. that I played. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped because that kind of gives you like your confidence, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that gave me a lot of confidence. But still, I'm still shy and I'm still like an introvert. But those things, I think those things saved me. Yeah. I want to know where mine came from. And a, a part of me wants to feel like maybe. Because I was an only child, um, you know, a, a lot of times my parents told me that I was the kid. And I may have said this on a podcast. I didn't hang out with the other little kids. You know, when we would go to events or get togethers, family get togethers or or even parties or, you know, and kids my age, I didn't hang out with them. I didn't. I just wanted to be next to my parents. Mm. Um, I don't know if that was because I was scared I don't know if I was intimidated by the kids. It, it could be because I, even to this day, I'm somebody that's very standoffish or introvert when I'm around people that I don't really know. And then once I get to know you, you, as you know, magic, I'm the complete opposite. Then yeah. I become like the loudest person. I become the jokester. I become that. And I've always just been this person that's always shot away from people that I didn't really know so well. And I didn't really want to take that energy to get to know somebody and I've always just stuck next to my parents. And, and you know, a part of that could be just I just had that type of relationship with my parents even to this day. Like we were just like really close because, like I said, I'm, I'm an only child and it would just be the three of us. So part of it could have been that. Part of it could have been just being nervous. I can't really point out a, a particular bully that I had growing up, but I do remember getting teased growing up for being like on the shorter side. There was a point in time in my life where I had like longer hair in the back. Um, I thought it was like Steven Seagal at the time or Steven Seagal, yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the ponytail or whatever. So I had like a little a duck tail, but it grew pretty long. And so, you know, you'd have those kids like, are you a girl? Knowing damn well, they knew I wasn't, but you know, kids are. So I would get teased like that here and there. And, you know, I never really remembered like somebody just picking me on me like on a daily, but obviously when they would tease me about certain things, like I didn't like it. And then I do remember seeing like the older kids, they would be more of like the bully kids and that, that anxiety you would get being around them. Like, I hope they don't say anything to me. Yeah. You kind of see them like in the hallway and you kind of want to go the other way just in case I was always kind of like a dodger of those kids that I knew might be a bully or might say something to me. That's kind of how like I, dealt with the situation and, and you know I, I know what you're talking about that that feeling you see when you see somebody you're just like please don't say anything to me today like you know like I know what that feels like and, and it sucks and and maybe that is part of the reason why maybe I, I became more of an introvert in my later life and funny enough our, our job is media and being on the radio and in front of people right um but yeah there, there could be something said about that I wonder too so you know, the, the the common thing I always get when people meet me first and they find out how shy I am, the, 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 the common thing they always say is, how can you be a DJ yes. at clubs, on the radio, and 
To this day, I get that. And you, and but you're shy and quiet in real life. So here's what I think the the answer is to that. Back in the days when we started DJing at nightclubs in the 90s, DJ booths would be far away from yeah. the dance floor. In the corner, right? It, in, in a box. Was, in a, you're in a room in like, yeah, where sometimes you do not get seen. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling safe there. So I think when my D- DJ career started, I was always so used to just being away from the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's why radio intrigued me. Radio intrigued me um, at the time because oh wait, I get to show off my personality and have this fun, confident self and no one gets to look at me and stare at me. Yeah. And I think that's why radio was was a thing that I wanted to get in, get into when I was younger. It worked for you. Because to me, yeah. It's sort of like the best of both worlds. Like it, you can show off your personality, you can be who you can be in the studio by yourself. Yeah, and then what happens? And then years and years of being in radio, social media, yeah. now you have to be seen. So yeah, that get, to this day, that gives me anxiety where I have to take pictures or take videos of myself to promote that I'm going to be on the radio. Yeah. Like that gave me anxiety. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when you have to deal with crowd and crowd control? It's- so this is how I deal with that because I have a method. Um, I, give my, I, I give myself an inner ego. So I obviously having an ego is not a good thing to show off, but well, if you're arrogant about it, but yeah, I guess you, that's you, what I mean. But you're doing it for to help yourself feel confident. Well, I do it internally, just in yeah, my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. You're in, not like, hey, I'm a John Magic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, I get into that mode of like, I'm a fucking star. Yeah. And like they know who I am, mm-hmm. so that helps me. It's just an inner ego, and then. Just kind of take your deep breaths and go for it. I find myself getting more nervous in smaller settings. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, group or like doing uh, what is it when you have to do show like a project in front of the class? Presentation. Like a presentation. Yeah. When I would do presentations or even speeches, like that was hard for me, and it'd just be like thirty people in classroom setting, yep. but. That's what made me, that's what's hard for me, but it's easy for me to go on stage at the Saymore Center or whatever and and, and host true. a concert. That's in front of thousands of people. Actually easier for me and more comfortable for me than having like 30 students watch me do a speech or something. Agreed. Same here. You'll see me do this when I'm in a smaller group. Um I don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah. I look away. That's what they talk. say you're supposed to do, right? Well, Oh, I didn't Not hear really, that. No. I, I I can't like I can't look at people, but that's you're actually supposed to. Yeah, you're supposed to be to. like a good speaker, like look at everyone's eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I like look down, look somewhere else. I do that to this day when it's a smaller group. Um, when we have like our conference meetings where I'm the lead of the meeting, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's tough for me. And it's like all my coworkers are like all cool, and to this day I'm I get hella nervous. I think I zone out because I after I'm talking in front of people. I almost can't remember like what I was even looking at. So I think I my mind just kind of zones out and I'm just concentrating on what I have to say and what I'm talking about. And I kind of forget like, oh, who was even in the room? Oh, I, I've, <laughs> I've seen you work. I've seen you. Yeah. When you when you get in that zone. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're you get what you need to say you out. And like, I don't even know if anybody was making faces <laughs> at me or anything like it's just it, it just comes out. Um, but, you know, back to the bullying thing. That was actually kind of a, a big thing that we we utilized 
while being here at the radio station when when we do our high school tours, um, we had this anti-bullying campaign. And that was actually like a really big deal for me because, yeah. you know, I, I've always been anti-bullying and I've had my share of being teased like I talked about before. And I just I know that feeling and I could just. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I think about the other kids going through that and how yeah. I felt when I was younger, and I'm just like, man, I know that sucks. Like, yeah. I know exactly what that feels like to go to, scared, to, go to school scared, knowing if someone's going to pick on you or tease you. So I was, like, really on the front end of that. Um, with this anti-bullying campaign that we were doing at all the high schools. We actually did that for a really long time. Yeah, we, we, we meant to do that for just like a semester, but the schools really like hooked onto that and they really liked that we were doing that, that they kept inviting us back every semester. And so we, we actually kept that thing rolling for like two or three years, I think. And at the time we were looking for like a slogan. And so I was just like, you know what? Bullies are whack. Like that was the thing that I came up with. Bullies are whack. And we used it as a hashtag because that was the time when Twitter was starting to really pop off and hashtags were the things to do. So we had created these these wristbands and it was the hashtag bullies are whack. And we, we just went on this this campaign going to schools and talking about this anti-bullying thing they were doing. And we would give out these B95 wristbands that with the hashtag bullies are whack. And that was that was a that was really cool. And that was something that I was happy to be a part of. And uh, fast forward to, to, to now. It could really come back around because the bullying thing has really taken off social media wise. It's, it's just like a new platform for bullies. I was just going to say that uh, the bullying that we went through in our high school days, it is a different game today. Yeah. With the social media bullying and the personal when they go to school bullying. I, it's I, like I couldn't you can't even, escape. I couldn't, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I can't even imagine what kids are going through that are getting bullied and obviously now that we're older it's we're in the outside looking in we're we're older now like bullying is such a like y'all are dumb yeah and i wish these kids could understand that they're it's this is such a small part of a, a bigger picture of your life mm -hmm. that you gotta ignore this like yes it's horrible 
but man you can't let it what how am i what do i want to say like you can't let it affect you uh in a bad way to like it like change how you are in life yes and then that's where you get like this mental health of like yeah. people wanting to shoot up schools because they were bullied and yeah, you always hear those things of, you know, like that kid. I actually did a good job with that, and this was probably – this was more like in the grade school era. You know what? I'm, I might be the same as you because I do feel in grade school I was more like whatever. Like nothing bothered me. I was I I was the kid that actually befriended the new kids a lot. I did that too. Did, wait, did we have this conversation yes, we already? Did, did not, we have it on a podcast? No, not on a podcast. Okay, so we'll talk about it now. I was always the kid – that when new kids came into class or they transferred from a different school, I was always down like, hey, we, we play football or basketball at lunch. Like, are you down to play? Because, you know, we're always looking for new people. And, and you know, and, and just because I always knew what that kid probably felt like just because growing up, I was lucky enough to, that my parents didn't travel or move around a lot. So my elementary school and middle school, that, like that stayed the same. I never had to transfer. But I always remember thinking, like, if I had to, I can't even imagine how I'd feel going to a new city, even a new school, even a new classroom, having to start over, having to feel lost, having to come in middle and trying to catch up. Like that thought of feeling like that made me want to befriend kids that I knew they were feeling like that. Check this out. I remember specifically mine, fourth grade. There was a new, a new kid that came in. His name was Portakay. Um, Interesting name. <laughs> Portakay. He was this black kid that stuttered. Yeah. And kids, I could see the kids making fun of him. Yeah. Especially when it was time to go around the class and you, re you everyone had to read two lines, two mm -hmm. sentences, everyone each. And when it was Portakay's turn, you could hear the like the little giggles. And I remember specifically, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna like befriend this guy. Yeah. So he he became one of my buds. Like. Made sure like he was cool during PE, like you know. And man, that like you don't know like how how far that could have went. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you you like that could have been this kid's worst time in his life. That could have changed and altered how he felt about other people. Like you you don't know what that could have did to him, damage wise. And by you befriended him, like you could have saved him from something. When I was getting picked on, and so that was fourth grade. But yeah. when I was getting picked on in seventh and eighth grade. I man, I wish I would have had someone like that that came and that someone that had my back. Mm -hmm. I just don't remember that. I think that's man. Now I'm, it's kind of hitting me that I felt alone during that time. Is it? Is it? Why is this? Why I feel okay being alone now? Because I'm fine being alone by mm -hmm. myself at the apartment. Yeah, like I don't really need people around me too much. Meaning, you were alone at that time, meaning because you were getting bullied? Is that Yeah, what like okay. I felt alone. Like, no one has my back. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to let people just walk all over me. Yeah. Ooh, that too. I, that's part of Go my ahead. personality Spill now. It. Go ahead. That's part of my personality now. Is Sometimes I let, you feel like people walk, on, yes, walk all over you. Yes, they walk all over me, and I let them. I don't know, man. Maybe there there is something to that, like being bullied or going through being bullied really does change how you feel even and you would think like oh as an adult like you would grow out of it like you're not you know no kids going to bully you when you're an adult but you still have that inside of you though how do we get, is this why we need to go to therapy and like how do we get rid of this yeah 
I do want to go back. I'm, I, I'm sorry for going kind of tangent on on the social media because, yeah, yeah, that's where it's at now. The, I can't even ma- imagine what the kids are going through. Like, how are they dealing with it? I, I obviously I don't talk to like kids now. Maybe yeah. we should, or if they listen to this, um, I or, wonder how they deal with it. Or, or I guess my question is how do because we're both not parents. So how does that? How does a parent deal with that? How how are kids? This would have been a good topic to bring maybe like a teacher or something yeah, or an administrator. Because I want to know like what are teachers and parents doing to to maybe teach their kids not to bully or to teach their kids what to do if they are being bullied? Because I know a lot of times and I've heard stories that kids will say something to a teacher or administrator and nothing happens. Or, you know, or a kid doesn't want to say something because he feels like he's going to get in trouble or the bully's going to come back to him. Like what what could be changed with, you know, these schools and, and these parents teaching kids like what could be changed different? I don't I don't really have the answers. I mean, I, I we try to do our part when we did this anti-bullying campaign. And, and, you know, maybe maybe that's something that we need to bring back up and maybe drive it more towards the, the social media. If you are a parent, what, how would you go at this? Because I have my nephews and I didn't go in depth with him, but I remember having a conversation with the oldest one. And I told him, I'm like, at first I jokingly said, you're not a bully at school, are you? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no. I was like, yeah. You Then then I went, "You man, you got to be like a nice, you got to be nice to everyone, yeah, be yeah. kind. So I, I've had that conversation with my nephew. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I wonder if they said I'm getting bullied, oh man, how do we, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, is it the classic? Because you know, back in the old days, it was always like stand up to your bully or whatever. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yeah. if we're going old school, like hit him first. But <laughs> I mean, that that can't really be the, what you say now, right? Like that's that almost feels like it makes things worse. Like, is it a situation where you just you have to go tell somebody, or does that even do anything? Do you do you confront? that kid's parents like how is that situation handled that's tough because thinking when i was a kid you didn't want to tell anybody yeah you, you didn't want to be a tattletale ex- right you didn't want to be a tattletale <laughs> you didn't want it to continue you didn't want to stir it up yeah you know? like all right it's over already like let's just keep it moving sometimes and, and i i think i might have felt this way is if i said something like it, it would make it worse now like he's gonna be mad and just like want to fuck with me more or something Interesting. Um, you recently witnessed a social media bullying. Yeah, on a TikTok, and and you see it a lot on TikTok, which is that it's that's the disappointing side of TikTok. I like TikTok because I feel TikTok makes people be themselves, and people could be funny and really creative. Whereas to Instagram, it's more of like a status thing. Yeah. You know, people want to look better than what they look. People want to have a, more a status. They want to be bigger than what they are. And that's the toxic side of like Instagram. And the good side about TikTok is you see a lot of creatives. You can see someone. I mean, if we're just being black and white, someone that may not look cool on Instagram could be popping on TikTok Facts. because they're so funny, they're creative, and I like that part about it because you could be true to yourself on TikTok. The part that I don't like about TikTok is there seems to be a lot more bullying on TikTok with um, a lot of people with you know private profiles. You can't tell who they are because you know they have like a random picture. My guess is a lot of those people are probably on the younger side, probably a lot of kids. You know, I I get reminded of you know the the classic. Uh, 
people playing, you know, like Xbox online with their headset. And then you hear the other kids on the other end being racist and saying all this cussing and mm. being bullies. I pictured those kids are the ones leaving the negative comments on TikTok. And I just witnessed this on TikTok when I was at a Star Wars celebration and I saw um, took this video of all these these stormtroopers uh, that were coming down an escalator and they were sort of making this parody of uh, or this robot chicken episode. And there was people in the comments saying clones, thinking that they were clone troopers and that they were actually stormtroopers, which is an honest mistake. And, right. and at the end of the day, not really a big deal. So a young kid make a, made a comment yeah, oh, to your troopers. video yeah. that said clone troopers. Yeah, and it, and it was a teenage girl. And, um, and, and people were, and it was actually multiple people I'd actually said clones by accident and just the 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 comments that people were saying to these people who either just said it by accident or they just didn't know it was just like yo like they were going in like people were so stupid because they had made this mistake and then even going to like their personal page and attacking them in their own videos how how do they attack them like what kind of things did you see um well since you know since this person had made the mistake of calling them (laughs) clones instead of stormtroopers Basically, everyone was flooding their videos saying stormtroopers um, with like the little asterisk because you know how like when you mess up and you yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. people were kind of like mocking them. And it's just it gets so bad that and then you start to see people arguing in the comments and some people trying to like defend that person. Then other people jump in and then it just becomes so bad where you just almost have to like delete it or at least block some people. And it's just like, Why? Like why? Like what was the purpose yep. of like someone clearly made a mistake, and that's fine if you want to educate them and let them know like oh those are actually stormtroopers. That's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with like educating people or you did know. you did you mean stormtroopers? Yeah, or something like that. But just to call them like stupid or dumb, and then like find their actual page and then go in on them on their page. It's just like come on now, man. Like it's it, it wasn't that big a deal, but. I see it a lot when I go through the TikTok comments and it's it, it's just so bad because people think it's funny but you don't know that you're like hurting that person and make them feel stupid and, and maybe they had saw the video and they thought it was fun and like oh my god clone troopers and it just didn't realize that they had said it wrong and then now they're all of a sudden they're being attacked by something they said and it just it takes away that fun side of TikTok where people are just trying to be fun, people are just trying to be in the comments, people are laughing at certain things. And then you got that toxic side where people want to say some bad stuff or talk shit on the video. And it, it just goes it just goes to say, like, why do people want to put that energy out there? And, and we talk about this a lot when we look at our Facebook page um, with our station website, our station Facebook page, because obviously we see a, a lot of followers and sometimes we'll post something. And maybe the post is not aimed towards you. Maybe you don't know who that person is and just leave it at that. But if somebody feels the need to just say something, who is that? I don't like that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Never heard of this person. And it's just like, why did you need to take the energy to say something to say that? And I see it. You know, I go through pages and I might see something that I don't like or I don't understand it or I don't get it. But I'm not going to take the energy to bang on it. I just go, oh, that post is just not for me. And I scroll past it. it And that's it. I don't go like. I don't get this. Let me let them know yeah, that I yeah, don't yeah, get this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, I just yeah, feel yeah. like people take that energy out, and I don't understand why. It's all about energy. So that's one of my solutions is make sure if you're a parent or even just us too, just I think 
the biggest thing is you got to surround yourself with good energy. I think that's the secret. The secret to uh, living a better life is it's the people you're around with. It has to be good energy. Um, I have friends who used to be in my circle Mm. And now they're not. You know why? Because now they hang out with druggies. Mm. And one of my good friends now is that's all he does is drugs. Damn. It's it's that's who he's surrounded by. It's funny that you said that about this this good energy thing because that's especially coming out of this pandemic. I've I've really made a shift in what and who I want to surround myself yes, by. Yes. And it's I've been on this like high of doing that, and it's actually felt really good. It's I've been more about like man. Just let people be happy. You know, let me be happy. That's all I want to be. This is my life. We only have one chance at this. There's so much negative energy out there. And a lot of times we dive into that because it's like the world around us. But I want to do everything that I can to not be in that and surround myself with good people. I don't want to just surround myself with like, oh, these people are cool. They look cool. They're doing cool things. No, like no, I'm like I'm I'm over that like just wanting to be cool and I just want to be happy and, and fun and I felt I feel like I or we we found like a pretty good group good group of friends that yeah. we like to hang out with yeah. and it it's always good times and good energy and I've and, and to your point I've cut some of those bad energy people out of my life and and I go to things like Star Wars celebration that was like such a a, a good energy experience. Um, I mean, besides that video and someone in the comments, but that's 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 something else. Yeah, but yeah. but to be around those people that share the same passion as I do and, you know, being out there for a few days and just talking to people about Star Wars and their collection and my collection and our love for this thing that we share. And and it, I met somebody out there that was from Chicago and another person that was from New York and then another person that had lived out there in Anaheim. And we were just all kind of sharing these stories of like where we first fell in love with Star Wars and one of the dudes made a good point and was like, you know what, like outside of this, we go we go back to our regular lives and we probably wouldn't even like hang out with each other, but we do because we share this thing that we love together and we can sit here and have a good time and just vibe out to this thing that we share. And it's just like, that's the type of stuff that I want to be around. I want to be around people that share the same things that I do and we just have fun conversations and a good time hanging out and not just have to worry about being cool and looking cool and flexing on social media. Like, man, forget all that. Like, I'm just going to have fun and surround myself with good people. Here's how I'm going to wrap up my side of it is here's the life hack. I just figured it out. Jizzo just kind of said it all as well, too. If if you're feeling some sort of way on the negative side, if things are not going right for you, if uh, if you're sad, if you're depressed – Stop for a minute, find, put a list together, If even if you have to write it down or just in your head, what are things that make you happy? What are some things that make you happy? Once you have that list, go do it. Yeah, yeah. Go do Literally, it. Literally, like, you know, for me, I would put down, like, okay, Star Wars, you know, or I would put Disneyland, and then, like, okay, those are the things that I'm going to do, and or those are the people that I'm going to uh, hang out with. And, and, and just not to drag this on, but it just I got another example when you're talking right now. You know, there's this thing that people make fun of, like, Disney adults or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, man, Disney adults are weird and da-da-da-da. Y'all weird. Yeah, and once <laughs> again, like, bashing people. And it's just like, first of all, what's wrong with liking Disney? Like, I grew up on Disney, and I grew up 
loving the movies and going to Disneyland with my family. And and it just takes me to a happy place in my life. And it takes me to that good energy. So as an adult, when I go out there and I'm around that energy and around these people and around these things to give me that nostalgia of being with my parents and and watching those movies and going and going this, that, and a third. And yeah, I am one of those like Disney adults. And what the fuck is wrong with that? Like, it makes me happy. It may not be cool to you or you may think it's stupid or whatever. But like for me, like that's fun. I'd rather hang out with those type of people than like going to club and popping bottles to look cool on the gram. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I just, I sort of did that thing you did. Like, these are the things that I'm into, and this is what I'm going to associate myself with. These are the things I'm going to do, and and I'm also going to find those people that share those same things with me. And we're we're guilty of this too back in the days where yeah, it's we that, searched that perception for, thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, let's go, let's do this because it's, it's the cool thing to do. We're going to look dumb if we go do this. Um, Like I said, thank goodness, now that we're older, we kind of, hey, Let's just do do things that we like to do. And it even goes with our work yeah. where uh, we're fortunate enough to be in the industry we're in and we're making decent money. Yeah. It's, we're, we're not like, you know, crazy uh, millionaires or anything. But I have friends who are making way more than me and I talk to them and they say that they're depressed a lot. There's They're stressed a lot because they hate their job. Yeah. They just took it because it pays X wow. amount of money. Yeah. So I feel like I take the W in that by making less, but being happy. Being happy. Yeah. That's the life hack. Is you got to find your happiness. Um, I just wanted to pull up this tweet because I I tweeted this uh was this on the nineteenth of May and I just I just thought it was kind of for the moment right now. Uh, never be afraid to be your authentic self. Like what you want to like. Don't worry about what others have to say. It's not about being quote unquote cool. It's about being happy. Well said. That well is. said. <laughs> Should we just leave it on that we'll note? We'll leave it on that note. All right. This could get me fire podcast. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.